He hopped a freighter a few days back, heading west out of Montauk. The only way one could go out of Montauk. It wasn't his first time train hopping. The last feeble attempt ended with a dollar slice in the city. But this time, he really committed. He had real purpose and nothing holding him back. By now he figured he must be in Virginia, or maybe even West Virginia. To him at least, the scenery seemed to suggest as much with forever rolling hills covered in lush red, orange, and yellow. The dying foliage of late autumn. The tramps he met back at the last stop said these tracks would take him all the way to Tennessee. And then from Tennessee, he could go as far west as he'd like, all the way to the Pacific. He was lucky enough to snag a boxcar. He bundled himself up in the red and black plaid woolen blanket he brought from home and tucked himself into a cold metal corner. The corrugations of the steel drummed his backbone to the steady rhythm of the train's rumble. The man in the boxcar ahead had been strumming the same tune for hours. The tracks, his metronome. The monotony, comforting. Occasionally he would mumble a few notes in a raspy tone, the words incomprehensible, but soothing nonetheless. It was the Hobo Orchestra, the Vagabond Symphony, the Gypsy Ensemble. In his leather-bound notebook, he penned The Great American Novel, Chapter One. He was in pursuit of a grand adventure, like those in his favorite books. He imagined himself to be Edmond Dantes, Jim Hawkins, Huckleberry Finn, or even Don Quixote. He yearned for an experience worth writing about. Humdrum had been his life. His entire being, mundane. His last few novels had failed or were merely abandoned. His publisher lost faith. The royalties from his first and only commercial success had slowed to a trickle. The financial stress strained his marriage. He and his wife had grown apart. They barely spoke except for matters concerning their daughter. She had long since stopped asking about his writing. He never made any progress.
He could forget all that now. The permanent way ticketed only one direction, and the past was no station. With the romantic veneer, he imagined the marvels to come. The stories he would write. This train, bound for glory, will roll through sweeping valleys where in the great sky above, deep blue clashes against billowing white, rising as high as the heavens. And chug up a colossal snow-topped mountain along winding tracks overgrown with evergreens. And journey across an old rickety wooden bridge weathered by the trips of thousands of trains in the raging river below that dangerously bends and sways from the weight of the freight. And scream into dark, narrow tunnels of jagged granite formed by the explosions of black powder dynamite near an old mining town. And screech into the stations of America shrouded in the midst of early morning fog. In historical Charleston, he'll commandeer a horse-drawn carriage and trot the cobblestone streets amongst the stately mansions and stunning estates of sugar barons and tobacco tycoons. He'll cross the Great Smoky Mountains, just barely surviving hand-to-hand -hand combat with an American black bear deep claw mark slashed across his back, a trophy well earned. He'll join a band on stage in a smoke-filled Nashville hockey talk, his voice sonorous and deliberate, like the country singers of old, Hank Reborn. Music City won't forget his name, On a riverboat paddling down the Mississippi, he'll gamble down to his last penny before swindling his way back to the jackpot and making a daring escape from the crooks and corsairs aboard. Down on bustling Bourbon Street in New Orleans, where buskers croon and jive for nickels and dimes. He'll drink his winnings from dusk through dawn. That spicy Sazeric stir of harsh whiskey, sweet black licorice, and aromatic bitters smashing his taste buds serendipitously like swinging jazz chords, imbibing him with the voodoo spirit. and sweet Amarillo, with blue jeans hugged tightly by a thick leather belt with a big brass longhorn buckle and a loaded six-shooter in his holster. He'll stare down his opponent with the brim of his cowboy hat positioned to cover the soon-to-be-dead man's eyes. His draw as quick as a whip.
He will bask in the warmth of the golden sun in the great wide plains of the Midwest, where the American bison roams wild and the bald eagle flies free above. He'll find work as a migrant farmhand, wrangling cattle atop a hardened steed. The night's so cold and the stars so bright. A covered wagon his tent and straw his sleeping bag. He'll climb the abominable Rocky Mountains, trudging through heavy wet snow waist deep up near vertical inclines, and cross into the promised land where he'll strike it rich in gold and oil. Himself, the most ruthless businessman of both industries. He awoke from his daydream with hours and miles gone, exchanged with woebegone desire for those false futures. The train still chugging steadily on the tracks. He picked up his black ink pen, settled on the first words of his great novel, and inscribed on the first thick flaxen page, Manifest Destiny. Vivid podcasts are spirited narratives expressed in lively sound environments to immerse the senses. Written and produced by Eric Sullivan and narrated by Greg Petrucci.